We're happy to be here. We're blessed. Amen? First Samuel. First Samuel chapter 2 and in verse 30, we're going to start with the latter part of the verse. It says, For them that honor me, I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Let's say that. Those that honor me, I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. How many believe we need a good education dose of honor in our society, in this culture, in this generation? We need to, can you turn down the monitors just a tad bit? I'm sorry. We need, uh, we need some honor back in our country, back in our homes, right? That's where it starts. Honor starts in the home. And that word honor, the word honor has to do with treating something with great value, with treating something with great respect, and with reverence. The words that, I, that come to mind when I think of the word honor are value and significance, how you treat something, the value that you give it, the place that you give it, the reverence that you give it. Uh, turn with me to Isaiah 29. Isaiah 29. If you have your Bibles, I don't hear any pages turn. I'm assuming you're using your, your phones or something, right? Is that what most people do? I still use a Bible, like a hard-bound Bible. I need a trusty sword. Anybody like me, you still use? Because, you know, I can flip. I know where certain scriptures are. On a phone, I got to, like, scroll. Like, where is that? I can't. I, I need a Bible that I can flip pages and see what's highlighted. So call me old-fashioned, but that's okay. Um, Isaiah 29, uh, the 13th verse, it says, Wherefore the Lord says, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth, and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. So, you know, honor is not just us saying, Lord, we honor you. You know, it's good to honor him with our lips. It's good to honor him in praise and worship, and it's good to say that we honor him, but it's not just honoring him with our lips if our heart is not in it, right? Our heart has to be in honoring him, and, and you know your heart is in something, and you know you're honoring when you are showing it value, more value than you show what you believe and your opinions and, and the things that you thought. You know, we have to be very careful that we don't allow our personal opinions, our political views to become more important, more valuable than the word of God. I mean, it's real easy right now to look at everything through your political views and say this is the way it should be. We have to remember first that we're Christians first. And we have to look at everything through the word of God, not our political views, not your past experiences, none of that matters. It matters what the word of God says. And when you honor the word of God, that means you treat that with more value. You treat that with more respect than what you thought, than your opinion, 
than what your culture believes, than what your ethnicity believes. You look at the word of God and say, well, I thought it was this way. This is the way I was raised. This is the way I was taught. But the word of God says this. And so if you truly honor God, not just with your mouth, but with your heart, you're going to put that first. And you're going to say, this is what I'm going to believe. And this is not just what I'm going to believe. This is what I'm going to do. So I'm going to change the way I've been thinking. I'm going to change the way I've been responding. I'm going to change the way I've been reacting. And I'm going to do what the word of God says. Because I honor God. This is not just mouth service. I honor him with my heart. Amen? Amen. I want the honor that comes from God. Who wants the, the Bible says that if we honor him, what will he do? He will honor us. And I want the honor that comes from God. You know, it's real easy to want the honor that comes from men. You know, because men, we can see men. Flesh, it's like we were talking about Friday night. Flesh is walking by sight, and it's real easy to want to get the honor that comes from men because you can see men. They're real to you. And if we're being honest, a lot of times God is a spirit, and sometimes he's not that real to us. But he should be. He should be. We should want the honor that comes from God and not the honor that comes from men. Let's go to John chapter 5. I'm going to have you turn to a number of scriptures. Is that okay? Sometimes, you know, I can, we can quote the word and that's great, but we need to look at it every now and then and remind ourselves what it says. You know, we can get into this place where we want this instant honor from men, instant approval of man. And that's not a good thing. We are not supposed to want the honor that comes from men. We are not supposed to seek the value that comes from other men. Men are not the answer. It's like what she was saying just a little while ago, what Pastor Jen was saying, men are not the answer. We really need to get a revelation that God is our provider and our source, not just our financial source, not just our uh, a provider of our financial needs, but he also provides our emotional needs. Amen? Amen. He provides stability and security. We need a revelation that he is our source in every area. We don't have to look to men to give us our approval, to give us our affirmation. And you know, you, we all know when we're doing that, when we're fishing for a compliment, when we're saying things so someone can say, yes, you did a great job. Right. You, we all know that we are. But because we all long for affirmation, we all long for approval. But it's who that we're looking to get it from. And we should be looking to the father to get our approval. We should be looking to him to get the honor, not from one another. Jesus said this in John, the fifth chapter, the 41st verse. He said, I receive not honor from men. Our example Jesus, do you think we're supposed to be like Jesus? I I think so. (laughs) He said, I receive not honor from men. The Amplified says, I receive not glory from men. I crave no human honor. I look for no mortal fame. How many know that's the way we're supposed to be? That's the way we're supposed to be. I know in this culture right now, everyone is trying to go viral. Everyone is trying to be popular and get, get man's approval. But Jesus said, 
I don't receive honor from men. I don't look for mortal fame or crave human honor. And you see in the next chapter, after the miracle of the loaves and the fishes where he fed the 5,000, that what did they do? They came, it talks about in John 6, verse 15, he perceived that they would come and take him by force and they were going to try to make him what? A king. And so what did he do? He departed and went into a mountain alone. Why did he do that? Because he doesn't receive honor from men. Right? He was a man. We've got to remember that Jesus, when he was on this earth, he was a man. He could have said, you know what? Yeah, I am a king. Well, I came down to this earth. You know, I left heaven. I am a king. That's right. I should be. I am the king of kings. And he could have said, that's right. Come worship me. But he said, no, I don't receive honor from men. And this is the way we're supposed to be. You know, the, the fear of man, the Bible says, what does it do? It brings a snare. It brings a trap. Putting too much stock in what people think about us. Putting too much uh, priority on men's opinion. The Bible says bring a snare. But those that trust in the Lord will be made safe. Other translations say those that put their trust in the Lord will be exalted. Those that are looking to the Lord will be brought up. And that's what we want. It's a, it is a never, you guys know this, it's a never-ending cycle trying to get people to be, uh, trying to get the approval and the honor of people. Things are constantly changing all the time. People can think of you highly one day, and the next day, they'll not like you. <laughs> they'll not think highly of you, right? I mean, in this generation of social media, where we want instant approval, if we, don't, if we post something and we don't get a number of likes by a certain time of the day, we could be all discouraged. Like, what? No one gave me a thumbs up. No one gave me a heart emoji. No one liked it. No one shared it. Why? Because we're looking for the approval of men. And we are not to look for the approval. That's actually seeking our own honor and our own glory. We are not supposed to seek the glory that comes from men. It's real easy. It's a never, it, you know, it's exhausting trying to keep up with everything that is trending, all the new fads. It, it is exhausting. It's exhausting. You can wear yourself out, but if you just say, you know what, forget all that. Who cares? Lord, what do you want me to do? And I will honor you, and I'll do what you want me to do, and I'll know that you're satisfied, and I know that you will approve of me, and you will not be worn out and exhausted because you're trying to keep up with culture. I mean, society, look at what's going on right now in our country. And some of these like politicians that are trying to prove that are trying to get the approval of the mob. What do they do? They're letting them go loose, go crazy in the city because they want their approval. They want they want them to be happy with them. And then what happens a few weeks later? They show up at their house, hey, protesting and stuff. They don't like them anymore. It's foolish to try to get approval from man, from fallen man. We need to get away from trying to get the approval and the honor from man and look to the Father God and get his approval and know that he is okay with us. Amen? Amen. The fear of the Lord brings a snare. It's a trap. Turn with me to John 8, please. John chapter 8. 
Like I said, if we are trying to get the approval of man, we are seeking our own glory. We're seeking our own glory. And our own glory means nothing. Our own, the approval that we get from men, I mean, now, now don't get me wrong. God can use men, other people, to honor you. But you'll know it's right. And it'll be something they placed in their heart. And they'll say, you know, the Lord told me to say this or to do this. And that is the Lord honoring you. And he will use other people at times. But you yourself, you are not supposed to get your eyes on people. You yourself are not supposed to be doing things to try to get people to honor you and people to give you glory. In John chapter 8, verse 48, John chapter 8. Uh, we'll start in verse 48. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that you are a Samaritan and hast a devil? Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father, and you do dishonor me. And I seek not my own glory. Say that. I seek not my own glory. He said, there is one that seeks and judges. Skip down to verse 54. He said, Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. Jesus, the master, said, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. See, seeking our own honor means nothing. It means nothing. You know, we have to be careful about why we're doing the things that we do. You know, when we come here and serve, when we serve the Lord, when we're serving, whatever we're doing at homes, husbands, wives, the things that you do, (laughs) you know, you can get mad and say, man, they're not appreciating me. And look at all the things that I know at one time I was doing that. And uh, I was like, man, I'm doing this and that. I've got, got to constantly do that. And, and it wasn't that no one was doing, uh, that my wife or kids weren't doing their part. But I was just thinking, man, I'm constantly got to lead and do this. And the Lord said, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> I, I'm supposed to just honor the Lord and not try to get them to say, yeah, you're a great leader, Dad, and all this stuff, you know. <laughs> I'm supposed to do that. Right? Why do I need their approval and affirmation if I'm supposed to do that? Right? Some things are just your duty to do. And you're doing it. If you're really doing it unto the Lord, then you're not looking for men to give you any approval or affirmation. So I'm talking about what you are supposed to be doing and the way you are supposed to be thinking. But you are also supposed to honor people. So I'm not saying that. But I'm, think, I'm talking about the way you are supposed to think and the way you are supposed to act, right? Go, go to Ephesians 6. Let's remind ourselves of a couple things. Ephesians 6. Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Let's start in the fifth verse. It says, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart As unto who? As unto Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to who? 
not to men. The things that we're supposed to be doing to the Lord, we are not to be looking for man to give us that approval, that affirmation. We're not to be seeking to please men. We're to be seeking to please the Lord. And we know these scriptures, but that's why I say sometimes you've got to read them. Some, I mean, we can quote these scriptures and we know them, but sometimes we have to look at them again and say, man, we, I've been doing that. I've been seeking men's approval, right? I, who desires the honor that comes from God? Don't you want to be honored from the Father? You know, like I said before, we all long for that, and we all desire to be honored by the Father. Go to Colossians chapter 3, please. Colossians chapter 3. And in verse 23, he says, Whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. So you see, when you honor the Lord, when you do things unto him, there's a reward. He's going to honor you, amen? He's going to honor you when you honor him. It says right here, you will receive the reward of the inheritance. But who are you doing it to? Are you doing it for men or are you doing it for God? For the Lord. For the Lord. So does the Lord still honor people today? Does he? You, you might not have thought about it this way, but when you tithe and you give of your substance to the Lord, is, does he rebuke the devourer for your sake? That's the Lord honoring you. When you seek first the kingdom of God, when you you wake up in the morning and you seek first his word and you pray and you seek the Lord and you come to church and you serve him. Are you seeking first the kingdom of God? And what does the word say? That all the things that the world is seeking will be added unto you. That's him honoring you. Amen. That's him honoring you. I mean, when you cast all your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you and you got a million things that you need questions, that you need, that you need resolved and you need answers and you need direction and you say, you know what, I cast all my cares upon the Lord and then he overwhelms you with his peace that passes all understanding. That's him honoring you. Why? Because you are honoring him. You are saying, Lord, I'm going to honor you. I'm going to honor your word. Your word says this. You, you said to cast all your cares, you, to all my cares upon you. When you seek the Lord and you don't lean to your own understanding, but in all your ways you acknowledge him and then he directs your path, that's him honoring you. That's him honoring you. We want the honor that comes from God, amen? But is his honor just random selection? You know, does God just... Uh, you know, does he just put all our names in a hat and shuffle them up, shake it up and say, all right, Jesus, pick a name. Oh, wow. Joe Smith, you, it is your lucky day today. You are going to be honored. No, it's, that's not the way it works. <laughs> if he's able to honor you, that is because to a certain degree, it's an, it, you have honored him, Right. If he's able to honor you and your children and protect them and keep them, and, and he's not been able to do that for other people, it's because you've honored him, amen? 
If he's able to keep you well and strong and you have not gotten sick with COVID or you've not gotten the flu and you have not been held down and held back, that's because you've honored him. When he's been able to provide all your needs according to his riches and glory and other people are losing their jobs and they don't know what to do and they're panicking and you're at peace, it's because he's honoring you, amen? He's honoring you. And that's because to a degree, you are honoring him. Because that's how he can be just and fair in honoring you is because you are doing something that other people are not doing. Amen. Amen. Go with me to Matthew, the 10th chapter. Think about this. The disciples left everything. First of all, they were chosen to be his disciples. Is that the Lord honoring them? How could he do that? Because he knew that they were going to esteem, that they were going to treat with value and significance them, the place that he was giving them. You think about Peter and him leaving his career. I mean, all these guys, but leaving their fishing business. And we know that he had a wife because his mother-in-law was healed of a fever. You guys remember that? And so you think about these were real people. He, he left his career to follow the Lord. I mean, I don't know how that conversation went if he said, you know what, this guy, he came and said, follow me, I, he's the Messiah, and you know what, I'm just going to quit. I don't know how I'm going to provide. I don't know how I'm going to pay the mortgage. I don't know how we're going to pay for this horse and carriage or whatever they had, <laughs> but, but I'm going to follow him. That these these are people that cherish and valued the Lord. And because of that, they were honored. They were honored by being in the presence of the Lord for those years, by seeing the miracles, by seeing the signs, by being able to hear the sermons that he preached. How many know they were being honored? It's an honor to be, you know, um, I know your pastor and, and some of you here, we attended Rama and I thought it was a great honor to be able to sit under Brother Kenneth Hagin. Um, I don't think I really understood it back then, but looking back, that was a great honor to be able to sit under that type of man of God. That's an honor, and those things we need to esteem, we need to value who God places us with and who he connects us with. We need to value it, and we need to cherish it. Amen? And this is what happens uh, when we honor the Lord. Matthew 10, 28. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed you. And Jesus answered, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that has left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold Now, in this time, he didn't say when you get to heaven. He said now in this time, houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands and persecutions, persecutions are going to come, and in the world to come, eternal life. So is this not the Lord honoring you? When you leave and forsake and you step out by faith and you do what he's asked you to do, he says you're going to be honored now in this time. I will honor you. Did I give the right verse? I didn't? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know what I'm talking about, right? 
I don't have the correct reference. I have Matthew 10, 28 here. But the Lord is going to honor you. you. You guys are familiar with that verse and everything, right? They, they forsook all, and he honored them. They were honored. Amen? But just like the Lord honored, in, the, in that verse, it said, those that honor me, I will honor, and those that despise me, they will be lightly esteemed. Other translations say that they will be treated as insignificant. So just like the Lord honors does he also have to treat certain people as insignificant? If the first part of the verse is true, the second part of the verse is true, right? I mean, God has not changed. He's the same God. You know, it's sometimes you get the idea that, you know, there's old God in the, in the Old Testament, and then he's all of a sudden a new God in the New Testament. No, it's not old God, new God. He's the same God. He's the same God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes, our approach to him is different because of Jesus. The way we can come to him, we, we don't have to do the things that we, they had to do under the law, but he is the, same, he is the same father. And if you honor him today, you still will be honored by him. In 1 Samuel 2.30, the, 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 uh, our text uh, the Lord was saying this as a result of Eli's sons. They were not showing any honor to the things of God. I mean, they were treating the things of God, the offerings of God. I mean, they were doing wicked stuff. And uh, they were not treating it with any value, any reverence, any respect at all. And he said this to them in uh, the following verse, 1 Samuel 2.31. I'm reading from the NIV. He said, the time is coming when I will cut short your strength and the strength of your priestly house so that no one in it will reach old age. And you will see distress in my dwelling. Although good will be done to Israel, no one in your family line will ever reach old age. Every one of you that I do not, every one of you that I do not cut off from serving at my altar, I will spare only to destroy your sight and sap your strength and all your descendants will die in the prime of life. See what happened to these individuals when they dishonored the Lord, when they dishonored his things, when they didn't treat it with value. He said, I can't honor you no more. What happened? Their strength was, was uh, taken away. Their health was taken away. And like I said before, that has not changed today. You think about the rich young ruler. Who knows the story of the rich young ruler? Let's, let's actually look at that. Let's make sure I have the correct reference. Matthew 19. Matthew 19. Go with me there, please. Let's start in the 16th verse. It says, And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why call me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if you will enter into life, keep the commandments. And he said unto him, which, Jesus? Or he said unto him, which? Jesus said, you shall do no murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And you shall love the, your neighbor as yourself. The young man said unto him, all these things have I kept from my youth up. 
What lack I yet? Jesus said to him, If you will be perfect, go and sell what you have, give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that, the, that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. See, he didn't value and esteem the place that he would have received. He didn't, he didn't value, he valued his riches, his money, his security above following the master. Now we see that now and we think, man, that was foolish. But think about the things that the Lord may be asking you to do, that he may be asking us to do. And we're saying, ah, this, this, I value this more above the plan, above what he's asking me to do. Because it required, this would have required faith for him to do that, amen? It would have required faith for him to say, you know what, I am going to leave my comfort zone and I'm going to follow the Lord. It, have, it would have required faith, but it also would have re- required him to value that above what he had. See, I don't believe that the Lord was asking him to take like a vow of poverty for the rest of his life. I mean, you know, if you give, it's going to be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. But see, the Lord didn't have to explain all that to him because faith is going to trust whether you understand or not, right? Faith trusts God whether you understand it or not. And if the Lord is telling you to do something, then you can believe that he has a reward for you at the end of that faith, at the end of that journey, at the end of that step, if you honor him. Amen? So he didn't value that. But... The Lord, like I said, like what I wanted you to see was he did not realize what he missed out on. And because of that, the Lord was not able to treat him with any significance, with any value, because he did not value what the Lord was asking him to do. Let's go to Mark 6, and this is what I want to get into. I want you to see. I'm building a foundation here. Mark chapter 6. And we'll start in verse 1. And he went out from there and came into his own country. And his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished. Say many many hearing. So a lot of people heard. And this is what the many who heard said. From where has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, and of Judah and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? So let me just stop right there. So the majority, the many that we're hearing who were listening, were they showing any honor at all? Were they showing any respect? No, and and actually what they were doing were they were dishonoring. They were actually sowing dishonor amongst themselves. They were saying to one another, who's this guy? Why should we listen to him? Why should we treat him with any respect or value? You know, I know uh, the Lord actually showed me this because there was, I was talking to a friend and he was telling me something that 
his pastor had implemented in the church. It was, he implemented something and he didn't agree with it. Now, it was nothing, nothing bad or immoral or anything like that. But, you know, if you're, let's just say your pastor's here. They say, we want it at 60 degrees. If that's what they want, that's what they want, right? Whether you agree with it or not, okay? So that, I'll just give you an example that it was nothing bad or immoral. But he was telling me, man, I disagree with this. And he was telling me what it was. And I said, yeah, yeah, I see your point. I, I agree with you. I, I see that. And, uh, and he respects me. And so that's why he was talking to me about it. And when I left, I felt like, oh, man, something that I said was not right. But I didn't quite know, you know, what it was. And I asked the Lord, Lord, uh, you know, I'm sorry. What, what did I do wrong? What did I say wrong? And he actually took me to this. He took me to this verse because he showed me, man, it's good to ask the Lord to show you the details when you read the word. Because it says, many hearing him were astonished. And the many that were hearing him were saying, they were actually sowing discord. And he reminded me of in Acts, when the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected towards the brethren. And he showed me that when I was saying that to him, and his, because he respects me, he started to think, man, yeah, why would my pastor do something like that? You know, I thought he was smart. I thought he was a man. Does he not hear from God? So it started planting seeds of doubt because of me sowing dishonor. Do you see that? Do you see that that's what they did here? They started to sow seeds of dishonor amongst everyone else. Seeds of dishonor. They were literally saying, I mean, who does he think he is? We know his mom. We know his dad. His sisters live right next door. We know who does this Jesus think he is? They were dishonoring, not showing any value or any significance. They were sowing seeds of dishonor. And what happened? They made everyone's around them's mind evil affected. See, if the enemy can just cause you to devalue, and dishonor the word of God, who he's bringing it through, the significance, then actually you are holding back your own honor from the Lord. Let's read on. It says, and they were offended at him, but Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house, and he could there do no mighty work save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. Did you ever think about this? Why only a few? Is God just playing favorites? Does he play favorites? No, that we know that the Bible says in Acts 10 that he is no respecter of persons. So why only a few? So we know already that the many who were sane, right, the majority of them, who were saying, who were dishonoring, what do we know about dishonor? Those that do not honor God, they will be treated with what? With little value, with little significance. He will not be able to honor them. So we already know that those who were dishonoring them will not be honored. So what about the few that were healed? Is it possible that the few that were healed, 
were the ones that heard everybody dishonoring, and they said, no, no, I don't care about all that. I don't don't care about that. I'm going to honor. Because it says here that they heard, they knew about the miracles, they knew about his wisdom, and the other ones were dishonoring. The other ones were saying, who does he think he is? But the other ones said, the few said, no, forget about all that. I'm going to honor the Lord. I'm going to listen to this. There's something about this man. There's something about him. And because they, the few, honored the Lord, he could honor them. Do you guys see that? The few that honored were the few that were healed. We know that the Lord does not just, if you look, if you think about the ministry of Jesus, everyone that came to him to be healed was healed. Why? Because they had faith. They had respect. They had honor for him, but you do not see him healing the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious leaders that tried to catch him, that tried to belittle him, that tried to diminish him. They were not honored from the father, right? They were not honored. Only those that came to him with honor were honored. But the, he, you don't see the, when, when Jesus, you know, was debating with them and he said, you're of your father, the devil, but just to show you I'm the son of God, I'm going to honor you anyway. That never happened. That never happened. He only honors those who honor him. Amen? I'm, I believe I'm looking at the few in this church that will honor the Lord. See, the Bible says broad is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the path that leads to life. Amen? And only few are on that path because you are the few that will honor the Lord. You are the few that will honor him in the face of the culture that is dishonoring him. You choose to honor the Lord. I'm looking at the few, amen? The few that will honor the Lord. Praise the Lord. So let's, let's go to, um, oh man, this is all good, but I'm getting run out of time. Okay, let's turn to John chapter 14. You know, think about the, um, I was thinking about the, the, we were talking about the Pharisees, but what about the two thieves on the cross? Man, what, one of them said, if you are the Christ, you know, there's no honor respecting it. If you're the Christ, save yourself and us. The other one said, don't you have any reverence, any respect? What, he already was showing honor. He said, we deserve to be here. But this man has done nothing. And what he said, Lord, remember me this day. And the Lord said, this day you will be with me in paradise. Was not that the Lord honoring him? That other one? I don't know where he went, but he was not honored. He, he was not honored because he showed no honor to the Lord. Do you see that? There is, the, the Lord still honors us today. Amen? Are you in John chapter 14? As you're turning there, as you're, uh, well, you're there. In John chapter 12, verse 26, it says, If any man serve me, him will my father honor. You're serving him, amen? He's going to honor you. And I believe in closing, I'll close with this. It says, He that hath my commandments and keeps them. Actually, the worship team, if you you guys want to come up, you can. Or you, you guys can make your way up. He that hath my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my father. 
and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. I will manifest myself to him. See, when you obey the Lord, that's you honoring him. When you obey him, that's you honoring him, and he will manifest yourself to him. See, God sees that you've honored him, like I said before, when everyone else is despising him, when everyone else is treating him with insignificance and, and wants nothing to do with God. God sees you're honoring him. God sees that you've honored him when no one else saw what you were doing. When you were behind the scenes and you were serving the Lord with all your heart and you were not doing it for man's approval, God sees that and he's going to honor you. God sees your faithfulness. He sees that you, were, you stepped out by faith and you didn't know how it was going to work out. You didn't know where the money was going to come from and God still will honor you. Amen? God's seen your tears. He's seen the pain that you go through, that you went through. And he saw that in the midst of that pain, and in the midst of that hurt, you decided, I'm going to honor you, Lord. I'm going to believe you, Lord. I'm going to trust you, Lord, no matter what I see, no matter what I'm going through, no matter the pain that I'm feeling right now, I choose to honor you. I choose to stand up and say, you are good. You are faithful. You are true. And when you do that, the Lord is going to honor you because you're honoring him. Amen. And then you know what else? There's coming a day. There's coming a day when there's going to be one last salvation message and there's going to be one last altar call and one last person is going to come up and give their, their, their life to the Lord and then the book is going to shut and the father's going to look at the son and he's going to say, it's time to go get the rest of my children and the trumpet is going to sound and the dead in Christ are going to rise. And then those that are alive are gonna, and remain are going to rise up and meet him in the air. And we're going to see him face to face. And he's going to look at us, the faithful, the few, those that honored him. And he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done, those that honored me. Well done, that those that didn't quit, that didn't give up. When everyone around them was saying, we want nothing to do with God. We want God out of our country. And those that honored him, he's going to look at you and look at you in the eye and say, now, today, I honor you. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy before you. Amen? Let's honor the Lord. Let's stand up and just honor him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. We don't seek men's approval, Lord. We want the honor that comes from you, Father. We want the honor that comes from you, Father. We want the honor that comes from you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just lift your voice and thank him. Thank him. Honor him. We hope this message has encouraged you today. For more information on our ministry or to donate, visit onewayministries.net.